0: So as a church, we're on a journey. Last spring, we talked about what the Holy Spirit does in us, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that he's given to each one of us, and then we went into the study of the book of Acts, which is the study of the Holy Spirit working out God's will through the church. And our journey has affected our services some. Um, We have forsaken the traditional path of bunch of us get up here and minister to a bunch of you <laughs> and you take it <laughs> take it or leave it <laughs> um, whether it was good or bad we've tried to crack open this concept that the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, have been, given to you, to me, to the worship team, to the folks teaching Sunday school. The gifts of the Holy Spirit have been given to us so that we collectively can build each other up. And the message is strong. It's it's really strong. The message is that I need you. (laughs) And you need me. I know that's a stretch, but you need me because that's God's design. God's God's design for the church is that he has given, sprinkled out gifts in which we serve each other and speak into each other's lives. And then last week I I laid out a sort of a challenge, and that that challenge is, is, you know, we just talk about cost. Talk about cost to your comfort level. For, for someone who has uh, never maybe spoken out in church um, or shared a prayer or a scripture or a thought, um, I, I, I'm challenging you because I truly, I believe God. <laughs> I believe the word. Uh, I believe that we are meant to minister to each other. And so, um, this morning you've been well fed. Um, But there's more feeding to do. And I believe that we need to speak to each other. We are the body of Christ. And so, I know that some of the gifts are behind-the-scenes gifts. But I don't believe that 99% of the church has behind-the-scenes gifts. That seems strange to me. You know, stuff that nobody sees happening. Because when you read about the gifts, some of them are things like prophecy. That's not that weird prophecy, sir. Like, thus saith the Lord, there's going to be an earthquake that's going to carve off Mayfield from the rest of the world. (laughs) It's not that kind of prophecy. Prophecy in the sense of being able to present God's heart, usually through Scripture. It's just sort of a word of encouragement. It's a word of of clarity that God has given to you that you want to share. There's other gifts. There's there's gifts of prayer. There's gifts of standing up and encouraging people. But the point that, that we're getting to on this journey that we're on is that um, we feel that the, the body needs to speak more. I say we, I say the leadership. Feel that the body needs to speak more. And, um, and I know that some, some will say, well, yeah, but what if somebody gets them some really strange? <laughs> that might happen. That could happen. And, and you know what? It's my job as sort of a, one of the spiritual leaders is to try to kind of redirect that, not, not behind the scenes, probably right here and now, into something that's constructive. But I don't think that happens very much. Um, I really do believe and trust in the Holy Spirit. And so I, I left you with this charge last Sunday. I said um, at the end of our fellowship service, uh, we're going to open it up so that people uh, can... Uh, Maybe share something. So if you have anything um, you just want to say, whether it's just a, a word of thanksgiving, whether it's a, a scripture that God's laid on your heart that you just want to share it and you just read the scripture, that's fine. Maybe you want to pray. You see, that's what happens. Um, I was one of you. Uh, uh, not in the us of them sort of thing. But I was... I spent half of my adult life sitting where you're sitting. But you see, God had given me a gift. It was prophecy. It was taking the word and presenting it. And I used to sit on my hands in church service, never being given the opportunity, but having stuff I I wanted to say. And some of you might be feeling that experience, right? Uh, I had to leave I had to go into the ministry in order to do that. I'm not suggesting that you would need to. I think that there's a lot of people who, if just given opportunity within the church, um, they probably wouldn't have to become vocational ministers. They would have that outlet for the gift that God has given to them uh, just within their local church. So anyways, uh, there you go. If there's anyone that wants to share, you you can do that. And I, I don't want you to feel awkward either about the... the, the uh, Pregnant pauses, actually, it's powerful stuff. Actually, the really good counselors, for instance, they allow they allow a lot of pregnant pauses. And the pregnant pauses are powerful things. It helps people to think. So I don't want anybody to feel awkward, but is there anybody that God's been working in your heart this week and there's something that you just want to share? Joanna
1: about children that we feel are out there not with the Lord. Yeah. Um, because our children don't do what we do or go to places that we do does not necessarily mean that they do not know the Lord. And we should persist in prayer.
0: Persist in prayer and continue to be uh, for those who are parents now consistent in the witness. Right, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't know uh, which way things will go, but if you're consistent in in um, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they do know the truth, there could be a point in their lives where it all comes together and that would be orchestrated by the Holy Spirit as well. Yeah. Thanks, Jer. Anyone else? Could we sing? Oh, yes. Is it possible if someone could maybe put
1: two microphones there? Yeah, I could put this microphone okay. here.
0: And so, this other microphone. We
1: just put, like, um, Are you going to play the piano, to uh, piano? Yeah.
0: This is uh, Timmy and John, by the way. Mm-hmm. They live at our house. <laughs> <laughs> but they're meeting soon.
2: <laughs>
0: they didn't clap, they're so
2: polite.
0: They're good islanders
1: somewhere in the Psalms, it says that I'm going to share about your great wonders in a big congregation. And I really believe that that's what God wants us to do. Like when something good happens to us, when he does things for us, we need to share. And one of the reasons is that God wants to get the glory for uh, the things that he does in our lives. The other reason is we need to encourage each other, right? So that's why we felt like we can't just keep our stories to ourselves. We, we need to share with you because for us to be here today, it's like miracle after miracle that happened in the last year. So we wanna, sh- we wanna start with a song maybe, and then yeah. John the There's just
3: a couple of verses that I would like to uh, just <laughs> share with us. And that is Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, which probably all of us know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And then my life verse, which is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. John, don't worry about anything. But in all your prayers, ask me for what you need. Always asking with a thankful heart. And if you do that, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus.
1: Also, I think one more thing that I was thinking as Tim um, was sharing is that uh, the Lord gives us gifts uh, and we need to share them because when, when we have a little, uh, he will give us more if we, if we do use them. But if we don't use our gifts... Uh, even, if we don't use them, we lose them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're not the greatest singers, we're not the greatest musicians, but we're going to sing a couple of songs that really uh, were very meaningful to us in the last year.
3: Alliance Church, just north of uh, four hours north of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. The last uh, town on the road before it hits gravel, and it's gravel for the rest of the way up the province. And uh, 65% Aboriginal is uh, what the population of that uh, town is. And we were there for about eight or nine years, and we really believe that God called us uh, to go there and to minister. But about a year and a half, two years ago, the Lord said to me in one of my times with Him, that it's time to resign. It's time to uh, move on. And uh, we didn't know what we were moving on to, but this was the time for this to end. And so Timmy and I took a six week trip. And we took uh, it down through the States, visiting my son and in Galveston, Texas. And uh, while we were there, while we were driving around, and I think we went to 15 states and a beautiful, beautiful country, uh, we just asked the Lord, what do you want for us next? What do you want us to do next? Before I tell you, let's go back a, a couple of years to 2014. In June, July of 2014 in Ottawa, all of them, the pastors and their wives of the Christian and Missionary Alliance met in Ottawa, or General Assembly, I tell you, I was excited by what happened during that General Assembly. The president of the Christian and Missionary Alliance just said, we need God. We cannot do what God wants to do without the Holy Spirit. If we try to live our lives the way God wants us to live them, without in our own strength, we're not going anywhere. And he said he had been to many churches, there's 400 and some odd churches of the Christian Missionary Alliance across Canada, and as he went through to one after the other, he was beginning to wonder whether <coughs> we were doing things in our own strength and not through the power of the Spirit. And he said, we all, not only you as pastors and wives, but the congregations that you serve need the Holy Spirit at work in each one of your churches. And if it doesn't happen, we're going to die. And boy, I just, I just said, Lord, yeah, that's what you've been t- talking to Timmy and I about. We need the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. We've got our own ways of doing things. Or we look to other people, which is not wrong, but we look to other people and we put their views and their ideas above God's. And he said, I recently took a trip to Prince Edward Island. the birthplace of the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, A.B. Simpson. Local boy. And he was <laughs> born in Bayview, Prince Edward Island. He lived there for 10 years before his parents moved and went to Ontario. <laughs> and he said, I ended up going there and I went to... Uh, The commemorative plaque, which is on Highway 13, just as you went, there's a little park on the right, just as you went to Cavendish. If you go in there, there's a little booth with a bust of A.B. Simpson and a little bit of the history of who he was. And he said, as I spent a week on the island, he said, I began to think about what A.B. Simpson believed. What he taught us as a church. Jesus Christ is our savior. He's our sanctifier. He's our healer and our coming king. Now you may not know some of those words and I didn't know them either. But I don't have time to explain them to you. Especially sanctifier. (coughs) But he wants to work in our lives. He wants to transform us. And he says, I spent time just thinking about our spiritual heritage through, through that man that grew up on this island. He said, man, he said, I'm fired up. And he said, I want you guys to go, all you ministers and your wives to encourage others and you yourselves, go to Prince Edward Island and take a spiritual journey. And start to allow yourself to believe what A.B. Simpson believed. Well, let's go back to that six weeks that we were going, which was two years later, as we're going around the States. We didn't hear anything for about six weeks. But at the end of the six weeks, isn't that sometimes the way it is? At, right at the end, right at the last, we heard God say, Why don't you go and open up a bed and breakfast in Prince Edward Island? for the Alliance pastors and their wives who may decide to come as a, on the invitation of the president. And you could end up having an A.B. Simpson library right in your bed and breakfast. You have grown up Alliance, and you could sit down over the bed and breakfast table with the, these pastors and their wives and talk about A.B. Simpson and talk about the history of the Christian and missionary Alliance. And Timmy and I both looked at each other. What do we think? we were excited. We, it was different. <laughs> different than what we've been doing. And so we said yes. Now we thought that within two months we would be here on the island because that was June of uh, 2016. And we thought that by September of 2016 we would be here on the island beginning that and breakfast, but God had a different plan. We couldn't sell our house in Saskatchewan for a year and a half. Well, I guess a year for one year. Don't want to exaggerate. But there was a reason for that. We've begun to understand some of that. We haven't understood it all. So in July of 2017, we sold our house, picked up the two kids, and headed across the country. You saw us back in August when we came to the church, when we first arrived on the island. What bed and breakfast? Where? Well, one of the superintendents of the Alliance said to us that if you're going to connect yourself to A.B. Simpson, it would probably be good to have your bed and breakfast in the Bayview-Cavendish-Stanley Bridge area. Well, we had looked at those kind of bed and breakfasts, but we we couldn't afford any of those ones that were available. We ended up in St. Peter's Bay. That's where we could, could afford some. And so we just said, Lord, uh, we're going to probably go with St. Peter's Bay. While well, Asher needed to sleep one morning, uh, we were staying in one of John's places, Legume, uh, and that he uh, enabled us to stay in. And so we were down in the Cavendish area, And uh, so we took him for a drive just to put him to sleep because he sleeps well when he's driving. And we turned down a road that we had never gone down before. And as we were driving down that road, 224, we ended up coming across a two-story farmhouse with four cottages. And our real estate agent had never told us about it. So we phoned him up and told him, and he got us in that afternoon. And uh, we ended up finding out, and it, it seemed funny, that very, the, one of the first things that a real estate agent said is, this house is owned by Dorothy Simpson. And we were thinking, like that didn't mean anything to him, but when we heard the name Simpson, we kind of felt A.B. Simpson, Dorothy Simpson, same last name. So we ended up saying, I said to Timmy, I said, what if she's related (laughs) to A.B. Simpson? And uh, so uh, we just kind of uh, put it off. We went to the banks, and uh, because we hadn't been working for a year and a half, well, Timmy was working as a teacher, but uh, then she ended up going on maternity leave, and because I didn't have a job, per se, I'm a pastor but I didn't have a job that I was going to in Prince Edward Island and because she doesn't have a teaching certificate for Prince Edward Island we went to the banks here in order to try to buy a bed and breakfast and they said no we will not you need to work you need to show us that you have jobs we walked out of that meeting and uh, we just said if God told us to come he's going to have to provide because it doesn't look like the banks are going to us out at all. Well, eventually we ended up going to one institution, told them the story, <coughs> and they seemed to like the story that we had told them. And they ended up saying, "We want to help. Try to help." But I guess after we got out of, let's move back to when we ended up leaving that institution. The institution that said that you wouldn't, we couldn't provide you anything, and we said we got to trust God. As we were driving to a restaurant, uh, just saying, we, it's up to you, God. You told us to come here, so you're going to have to provide. Got a phone call from my mom and dad, and they had just moved into a new seniors' complex in Penetanguishene, Ontario. They had lived in uh, Niagara on the Lake or, or Saint Catharines area in a in a seniors complex. So they had only been there for one week and they said you wouldn't be and we had told them about this bed and breakfast with four cottages in, that we were looking at, didn't mean anything to them, like, but they said we and we just told them that morning and uh, they phoned us and said you wouldn't believe what just happened to us. We went to sit down for lunch in the seniors complex.
0: And there's a lady
3: that's sitting across from us, and she said she had just come back from Prince Edward Island, visiting for the last two months, visiting with family. And my mom and dad said, well, my son and his, uh, his wife and two children just moved to Prince Edward Island, and they're looking at it for a bed and breakfast, and they think they found one in a two-story home with four cottages. She said, I think that's my brother's. <laughs> and and she, she said, my name is Marie Simpson. Oh. <laughs> and my brother's name was David Simpson, which is Dorothy Simpson's hu- husband, who passed away a few years ago. How does that happen? How does that happen? Now, we could say it's coincidence, right? Wrong. Yeah. Oh. It's not coincidence. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean, hear that? Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, that he's there with you as you go through life. And he will direct your path. I tell you, it wasn't coincidence. We have the property we got possession of it just a week and a half ago we're excited about what God is going to do in that property we're trusting him he's going to provide as he has already provided I encourage you let scripture Become a reality in your life. That scripture is becoming a reality in ours. And may we not just do it today, but because we've seen God do it today, may we trust in him to do it tomorrow. Because it's very easy for us. We can trust in him when things are going well. It was hard to trust in him when that year and a half, when it was a year to sell our property in Saskatchewan. It's hard for us to trust in him when we have people that we respect telling us, why go to Prince Edward Island? The economy is not good, according to them. Why don't you go to Moncton or go to Truro, where the economy is much better? But God didn't ask us to go to Truro and do a bed and breakfast. God didn't ask us to go to Moncton to do a bed and breakfast. And then someone else said that we respected. Don't do it with two little children. I think God knows all about what, what, what do I do to God? Do I say to God, oh, by the way, uh, I've heard from you, but I just heard from somebody else. And they're telling me that because we have two children, your idea (laughs) is off. Is that what I tell God? It's not going to be, it's going to be difficulties with two children. We've already experienced it. But, praise God. So, there's a song that we just want to close with. And it's related to that second verse. John and Timia, don't worry about anything. I know you've worried in the past, but don't worry. And whatever, like, you know, don't worry about anything. But with all your prayers, ask God for what you need. Always asking, thankful heart. Worry is fear. Okay. <coughs>
2: We're
0: say this there are people coming to this church um, who have come to Prince Edward Island but they don't know why God called them to the Prince Edward Island and um, that excites me because I feel like God is doing something amongst us and uh, John and Timia um, have been living with us and And I had no idea what they were going to do this. I didn't know they were doing anything this morning. Matter of fact, they were here late. They got here late, and I was going to scold them. I was going to tell them, you get to church on time. or You're out. No, I I, I had no idea. And uh, that was such a blessing, guys. Thank you very much. And you guys have been a blessing to us, too. Uh, It's a blessing to be around people that uh, God is doing things in their lives. Um, it inspires us, and inspires others, and, and it's been inspiring to us. So every Sunday we, we have a time where uh, we call it sharing a journey, where you can share. And um, I want, to, if, if you're getting cut off now, I want to encourage you not to, to, to continue to, to, to think and pray about what you uh, want to say. And you are more than welcome to have the floor because we, we know that... Um, the stuff that comes from the spirits working in our lives is so much better than uh, the stuff that we feel like we have to do because it's Sunday. <laughs> I'm going give, to uh, give thanks for the food. Lord, thank you for the banquet that we've already enjoyed. We've enjoyed, uh, yeah, just enjoyed what you're doing in people's lives. Thank you for the inspiration. And we thank you for all of the temporal things we enjoy, including this good food that we'll enjoy. In Jesus' name, amen. If you didn't know it was Fellowship Sunday, you didn't bring anything, don't worry about it. We'll share. Come downstairs and enjoy some food.